So here's a thought, just for people, again, that may not know, and, and you know, it might be me to some extent, but would would you guys go over kind of the differences in, in these events? So, like, the difference between an autocross and a circuit cross and the HBD, HBDE and, you know, these sorts of things. Did you give a, a, a rundown for... Yeah, I would I would say at least a uh, difference between autocross and a track cross would be autocross is more um, a you know track that's made up every single time that you go out there you have to learn a different one a different setup and a different line every single time um, it's typically a more erratic driving style whereas a, a track style is something that you can work on perform perfect and really get down a smooth style on track versus a, a quick trying to get where you're trying to be at as soon as possible um, a good a good rule of thumb is someone who starts autocrossing. It's easier to adapt from autocrossing to road racing than it is from a road course to autocross. Yes, because yep. with autocross, basically the driving the car is only like half of the skill of the day. The rest of it is memorizing the course because it's different every single time. Because on at autocross, it's made a, it's basically a the course is made out of cones set out in a parking lot. So it's there's no like permanent features really other other yeah. than like you know lamp posts and stuff that are in the in sure. the lot. Sure. Sometimes you get like chalk lines, but when you're going forty miles an hour and you're in your helmet and you, you know you're 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 in a sea of cones. Yeah. <laughs> where do I go? <laughs> the most important part of autocross is walking the course multiple times yeah. that morning. Yeah, yeah, but, not not just the cones that are lining the course, but different cones mean different things. There's directional cones and double gates and yep. things of that nature that it, it does take a little bit of getting used to i mean i generally i'd say anybody can really get it their first try yeah i would, yeah. I would say as long as they take their time and walk the course yeah that's Talk to someone who knows what yeah. they're doing has done it before that's that's the most common comment that i've heard from people who haven't done it that but have seen it people racing where it's they they look at the course and just by being a spectator on the side of the track, it just looks like a random sea of cones. Yeah. And you can't mm-hmm. see what's going on, but like once you actually walk the course, it actually makes a lot of sense. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. pretty. It's pretty straightforward. Yeah. Most yeah. And I will say, like, talk to people at events if you're new to yeah. them, because yeah. whether it's autocross, track cross, HPDE, uh, you know, NASA events, Grid Life events. Grid Life was super helpful. Everyone's always friendly. It's like a giant family. Same thing with uh, VMS, uh, VMSC. VMSC. Um, same thing with any John Felton event at Dominion. I mean, mm-hmm. everyone's super friendly, always down to help out and yeah. get pointers. So in autocross, you've got a, a tr- essentially a course layout of cones and sometimes chalk in a parking lot mm-hmm. um, or, or other large paved area. Yeah. Um, and then you go to a circuit cross, and that will be more of like a section of a track usually like the twistiest yeah. bits of, yeah and, and sometimes they use cones yeah so diff- they different don't. organizations do it different ways like I, at dominion usually the first half of the day you'll run like the twisty part of the course and then if nobody messes up too bad they'll <laughs> extend it to basically being a full lap other than the main straight which is right. really fun so you're just doing a single lap you're going from at, at an autocross and at a circuit cross if i'm not mistaken you're going from a stop at the at the starting line. starting line turn one essentially to yeah. to doing a a, a quote unquote lap yeah know, one one circuit a, of the it's a point to point basically yes. there's a, yes. there's Thank a starting you. point yeah. and an end point yes 
Yeah, it's not just like and, and a cooldown between to slow down yeah. enough to not you know run over all your friends in the right. the grid. Yeah. And then like like I said, when I did the I think it was Tidewater Sports Car Club at NC Car did a track yep. cross or a circuit cross where it was cones on the track. Mm-hmm. So it's a little different, but um, and then you get to HPDE where it's you're doing thirty minute sessions on track, just continuous laps for thirty minutes multiple times a day. Yeah. Usually with um, an instructor. Yeah. With an instructor until yeah. you get to the point where you don't need one, but that yeah. takes several, several events to yeah, do. Yeah, right. and you'll get a check ride into the next session where, you know, you can ride with an instructor in your uh, HPDE 2 group, which would be your intermediate. Um, once you're in there and you feel comfortable without an instructor and they feel comfortable being out of car with you on track, uh, you can just go out there, finish out your remaining sessions and events, get bumped up to HPDE 3. Um, from that point, you're basically running in your advanced groups, um, and then you know HPD four is like your instructors and everything yeah. like that. I think Dominion's policy—I can't speak for like NASA and all them—but Dominion's policy is like minimum five events per skill level to yeah. advance. Mm-hmm. I want to say intermediate. They they suggest like five to ten, depending yeah. on your your like driving yeah. skill and mm-hmm. all that. Because they're like, you know, I don't know if I want to send you out there with a viper acr that's going to be whizzing yeah. by you at yeah 180 sure. miles an hour yeah and i think they they usually do a pretty good job pairing instructors to students based on what car you're driving yeah because like both of my instructors that i've had so far have been miata drivers not yep. like you know viper drivers or something mm-hmm. so low power light stuff weight. lightweight cars yeah yeah, yeah. So it's it's not like they're gonna throw you know someone who's only driven a Miata in with someone in the Corvette ZR1. Yeah, like, it's not really the same thing. So what about the what about the actual cars that show up for the event? Like oh, it's a huge uh, variety, huge spectrum. Uh, yeah, I think what's what's great about autocross in general. Another thing to distinguish between that and you know as you progress or however you want to call it is it's it's basically your cheapest entry point into yeah. four wheel sure. racing. And in that regard, you can literally bring anything as long as it passes tech inspection. Mm -hmm. Don't wet down the track. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No no leaks, batteries tied down good, nothing loose in the car, and you got a good seatbelt. Yeah, that's pretty much it. But I mean, at at autocrosses, we've seen everything from, you know, like. I saw Mercury Villager once. <laughs> Station wagons and minivans to I saw a stock know, CRV one time. <laughs> Formula Fords. There you go. To to yeah. to crazy, you know, purpose built built, you know, these tiny little kit tube frame mm-hmm. cars with Or go karts. You can bring carts out there or, too. Or go karts. Yeah. Um, exotics. Yeah. Anything. Yeah. Literally yeah. we've seen it out there. Porsche GT threes. Mm-hmm. Like one of my one of my favorite memories from when I first started following you guys and going to autocross. Is um there was like six of us that jumped in. I think it was a Caprice wagon. <laughs> yeah, were, were you yeah. guys there? Yeah, <laughs> that was us. <laughs> and uh, and we went around, and that was a blast. Just because we were all basically flopping all over. Everybody's wearing helmets, so yeah. helmets <laughs> bouncing off each other. There was there was one person riding shotgun, three people in the bench in the back, and then two in, in the, the jump seats. Yeah, hey, I was I was back. in the jump seat if I remember. Oh, I think I, I think I was in like. I don't think I had the middle seat in the back, but I think it was in the back seat. And that was Justin Lowlands yep. Caprice with the yep. manual swap. And he had like yeah. a katana as a shifter. It was incredible. <laughs> oh that, my god. That was that was the last run of the day, and yeah. he basically drifted the entire track. <laughs> it was 
glorious. <laughs> With a people in the car. <laughs> but yeah, like, like you said, autocross is usually somewhere between thirty to fifty-five dollars to run. You get anywhere between four to six or seven runs. Each mm-hmm. run is anywhere from like twenty-five seconds to a minute, depending on where you are. Mm-hmm. Um, and then some. You get like some five or six runs usually. Yeah, five or six runs, and some um, governing bodies do things like test and tunes mm-hmm. we were talking about earlier where you basically it's the same thing same setup except there's no structure and there's no like yeah it's not a competition it's not really. a competition so like you just go out and you just get in line and run as many times as your car will stand and yeah in my opinion if you're going to get into it that's the that's, that's the a event good to first go event yeah that's the first event to go to because you can just go if you if you Go three times and you decide you don't like it, you know. That's it. That's yeah. it. That's yeah. fine. But um, another plus about autocross, besides like the low actual like entry cost for the like the the entry fee for the event, is it's relatively easy on your car. Mm-hmm. Like you're gonna, I mean, it's it's kind of hard on tires, but not terrible. Um, you're not gonna destroy a pair of tires in one day. No, 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 right. no. Um, but like, and, and there's minimal chance of like hitting anything. Thing. Like yeah. the worst thing yeah. that can real reasonably happen is you'll spin out and take out a few cones, and that's about mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Um, whereas once you get up to like a road course, you're gonna start going through brakes like crazy and tires, and if you mess up, you could really mess up yeah. bad. Mm-hmm. So it's it's not it's definitely not a bad place to start. Yeah. I I think one of the biggest downsides to autocross is the amount of seat time you get for the time overall time invested yes um so say the runs average 45 seconds you get five of them that's I mean, let's just say five five minutes of seat time yeah which i mean it, it, it's so short for you don't realize how short 45 seconds is until you're having a blast when all the rest of it <laughs> and, is, uh, is waiting as well yeah and then you so, run <laughs> yeah there's waiting and grid but since there's no Crazy. There's no desig- designated course and it's set up for each event. The cones are strategically placed by somebody. Yeah. And they have to be picked up by somebody. And every time they get hit, they've got to be placed back into the same spot. So everybody has to kind of come together and work, essentially. Yeah. Volunteer their time. Yeah. You do work. That is kind That's, of that is what you do when you're not driving is you're working. That's why the event is forty dollars and not a yeah. hundred to you know four hundred dollars. Yeah. But that's that's one of the that's why I really like track cross events is because the seat time is more. It's more of a track feel. Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. entry fee is not outrageous. And my favorite part is there's no working stations, which yeah. is it's incredible. <laughs> so what what happens at the track cross? I mean, is it, it's essentially the same setup as autocross. It's very similar. There's usually a couple of heats. Yeah. Yep. You you're... start out with a parade lap. And, mm-hmm. You know, it's typically divided into two heats. Yep. So every heat will line up, and they can drive on the track, which I like that a lot better and feel more comfortable rather than walking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. You know, getting to really see the track. Feel where the weight transfers at, all that kind of stuff. Um, I would say warm up your tires, but that doesn't really happen in track cross or, or <laughs> autocross, um, unless you have tire warmers. But uh, yeah, you get out there, you have the parade lap, uh, there's two heats, um, you typically have a lunch break in between, so each one has two uh, different run groups that they're in the morning heat and afternoon heat. Um, and then, you know, you get out there and grid, 
and like Jordan said, it's point to point. Um, if everyone behaves in the morning and everyone's good, then he, whoever the event organizer is, uh, typically we go through John uh, with Get Fast. He'll move it back to turn 12, which is the last turn. And um, I mean, you, it really gets interesting at that point. You see which cars are, you know, fast in the straights and which ones are fast drivers because sure. that'll really sure you've seen some crazy stuff in the middle of the pack sometimes mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah and with autocross and track cross since it is point to point um usually about halfway or so when the first when the first car when the car ahead of you is roughly halfway through their lap that's when you go mm -hmm. so there's mm -hmm. never any passing or any there's never any wheel to wheel action yeah mm -hmm. sure so we were talking about money and time invested per seat time ratios earlier. Mm -hmm. So I did the math and I wrote it down. Nice. So if you of want to talk about, yeah, I did. Is it is it in a Google sheet? No, but it took me a while to like write it all down. Okay. Okay. So for autocross, it's basically one h one thirty minute HPDE session is roughly the equivalent seat time to an entire year of autocross wow so wow i believe so it let's, let's say this 40, is great math for, wow it, great it's, it's bad because it makes you spend more money <laughs> so, <laughs> so let's say for autocross you get 45 seconds a run and you get five runs per event and, and that's a long course that's a long like vmp course. yeah that's like a vmp size course most runs are at least at rir like 30 35 seconds maybe 40 40 aroundish max so yeah 45 is a very good average. yeah you could get over a minute at vmp it was a, it was yeah. a big track. yeah but let's say 45 seconds a run yeah let's say you get five runs some days you get four some days you get six but let's say you five's get five, a good average as well let's say you do nine events a year that's also a pretty good average if you hit every single one that a club puts on yes so that's roughly 30 minutes of track time of actual okay. seat time okay. wow Which so when your, you do the one, money your one hpd let's say it's 35 dollars for an autocross which is on the very low end now it's closer to 50 or 60 yeah that's for three and a bit almost four minutes of driving that's nine dollars and 33 cents per minute of driving if you do 220 for HPDE for two hours of track time, four 30 minute sessions a day, yeah, that's a dollar 83 a minute. It's like a tenth. Wow. Huh. Yeah. It's basically a bargain. Yeah. <laughs> HPDs seem like a lot of money, and they are because you're gonna go through brakes, you're gonna go through tires after a few of them, and you all that kind of stuff. Probably should tow your car to the track because if something, you're much yeah. more likely to break something. Unless you're like me and trusted it for a few years after literally replacing everything. Yeah. Um, I drive my car to Dominion, but I'm, I won't. I, that's the only reason yeah. I haven't been up to Summit or VIR. Well, at is. this point, like I said, I need to do my clutch. I need to do all that. Otherwise, I don't trust driving it to Dominion for their HPD mm. in September. So, maintenance is key. Yes. Always check everything before an HPD because your car will absolutely let you know as soon yeah. as you get there. If you do like a, uh, a two-day HPD weekend, so you're, that's two hours of track time you might get two of those events on a set of brakes. Yeah. Maybe. Yep. I, I had a lot of friends that went down during the grid life summit point of it. Yeah. And uh, luckily they're all getting back to their their uh, roots now, but <laughs> yeah, it's maintenance is the, yeah. the biggest thing. 
and it's um, it's crazy how big of a packs. deal it's it all just turns into heat management like even yeah. with this completely stock engine and brakes like because your brakes get hot your engine gets hot like first time out i was like i need a new radiator i need to upgrade my oil cooler like oil baffling better yeah. high temp brake fluid high temp brake pads like all that stuff like just yep. right off the bat now we need to figure out a way to duct you some cooling to your brakes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Let's do it. I have a bunch of stuff for my car. I haven't even Man. thrown on yet. I'm just there's like, I've been looking at how to do it on the front, and there's just no room to put ducting on that oh, car. Oh, ye of little faith. <laughs> I'm sure there's a way. I just haven't found Get it. Get a whole sign. We'll take a look at it. Town. Yeah. Well, I mean, on the bumper, there's plenty of spots to oh, do that. Okay. But like, at the knuckle where it... Uh, like when you turn the wheel mm -hmm. all the way it's gonna hit something another interesting one that you can do depending on how um you know high or wide whatever you want to call it your side skirt is you can cut it and put a NACA duct in your side skirt coming from behind so, exactly Ooh. and then run it from the back back side there you go that's what um, that Civic was doing for driver cooling. I've never seen he had a he had his yes, that his was so in the back cool. window. His left rear window was Lexan, and, and he, he said, had a huge NACA duct in it with two big hoses going right to where his neck super was. Super helpful. Yeah. So I was just cooling him off while he was driving around. I was yep. like, that's a great idea. <laughs> Sweet. I love NACA ducts. Yes. Yeah. The first time I went to VIR, I went into the pro shop, and it was a little less. Back then, it was a little less like. Shout out Don, by the way. Don at VIR. Uh -oh. <laughs> it was a little less like souvenir shop e, and mm -hmm. really a lot more like pro shop. Like yeah. it's like half and half now. It, it's 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 closer to half and half now. But I was like, I am leaving this place with some sort of thing. Yeah. Right. <laughs> some sort of race car part. <laughs> I don't. Yeah. Some sort. Of, I found a NACA duck that I swear was like the size of a credit card. Wow. <laughs> and it was like. I don't know, it was like $8 or what something like that. What is it for? I don't know. <laughs> like, like on her Del Sol, you got that like little tiny window right before your driver's side. Yeah, window. yeah. <laughs> and there's the same window on the Miata. So yeah. I was like, I'm going to make this like a little tiny little smoker window neck and duck. Cool my tweeters. <laughs> yeah, my tweeters. Right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I mean, it's I, it's somewhere still. I can't, I, I don't know where it is, but it's, it is just a little tiny little neck and duct with a little, little hose, you know. <laughs> I think, I think the hose outlet's like an inch in diameter or something like that. It's a little guy. And the guy, like I, I, cause it's like, it was like in the case, like by the register. And I was like, I want that. And he's like, okay. Okay. <laughs> It's like don't don't you judge me. It can make, it can make a pretty good keychain, actually. Yeah, yeah. Well, it would be kind of neat. But so did you, you guys went over HPDE, right? Mm -hmm. Yep, kind of. What yeah. would be the next step after that? Like, uh, like that's, a competition wheel to wheel. That's yeah. You would go for your comp license. Okay. Um, in which case, you, you need to build a car to a class to compete. Yeah. In. yeah. True. Like uh, my buddy Zach Stevens, uh, he runs um, Honda Challenge HC two. Mm. Um, he just went for his comp license, not but back in the, like March or April, um, got that. Now he's been running at Honda Challenge at VIR. He was there that weekend at Hyperfest running and all. Um, but yeah, that, or you can go for your time trial license with uh, NASA, and then that will allow you to run. Uh, like, if you can go to any Grid Life event, if they've never seen you before, if you have your NASA time trial license. You can just show up and run an unlimited class at Grid Life, yeah. um, which otherwise, you know, Grid Life they typically 
like to see you run, you know, one kind of HPDE event, whether you're already in, you know, intermediate or advanced. They like to see you run one of them at least to see if you're a consistent driver, make sure you're not going to put anyone else in danger, all that kind of stuff before they let you out in like the track battle with mm-hmm. all the, the big boys getting times and hot laps and all that kind of stuff. There were some crazy fast cars oh, at yeah. Summit that yeah. day. Ivan, as always, fast, was there. Was that the... The Audi. Audi. The oh, Audi. Yeah, he's always... Yeah, yeah. If, if there's a fast guy there, it's Ivan. Um, and they had guys showing up and like... There was a there was a new ZR1 Corvette there and a guy who had never been on track before they, was driving it. They just released... Uh, the video to that today. Oh, really? Gears and Gasoline did for Summit Point finally. Really? Oh, I didn't watch today. that. I haven't yep. seen it. Um, I was in the thumbnail, which was awesome. Nice. So, like, all the Facebook, Instagram videos, all that on it, <laughs> I'm in it, which is awesome. That's right. But on the actual videos, not, I'm not yeah. in there at all. But I really appreciate them putting me in that. But, uh, I mean, it, it goes through the, the Viper dude, the... Uh, the Corvette. All there was there. another Corvette that wrecked that I missed. I didn't see. Really. Anything. So at at Shenandoah Circuit, there's a part where you come up the hill under the bridge, mm-hmm. and if you're in a really fast car, it turns into a jump and yep. you catch air. It's like fun. wheels off the ground for me air. at least. And apparently a Corvette did that, and uh, when oh. he landed back down Ooh. into the wall. Damn, I didn't see that. I saw I the Type R Civic that wrecked. Ooh, a new one. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, brand new. Yikes. That's a bad day. No track insurance. No track. Yeah. Does any of us run track insurance? No, but my I car costs you know, four grand. <laughs> I think I have four grand total in my car. Yeah. So speaking of wheels off the ground, um, I watched a video and I'm gonna forget the who did it, but it was on YouTube. Um, I think it was Cheddar Explains, but I could be wrong. Uh, but he did a video on um, on the uh, Mercedes. Uh, GT GT one or GTL one or the ones that kept back flipping. Yeah, the yeah. cars that kept flipping off the CLK track. CLK GTR. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go. CLK GTR. It was a fascinating video. You know, just talking about that that part of the track and you know the the car and what was wrong with it and like Mercedes kind of knew. Yeah, and I mean they have to, and, and, and then they like didn't really care. It's they probably one of those things where it's like it makes a whole lot of downforce until this one very specific thing happens. Yeah, like, yeah. that's not gonna. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like it's like if you were if you were one and a half to two and a half seconds behind another car in dirty air mm-hmm. on this particular part of the track under these and you certain hit that bump, and you hit this one bump under these certain circumstances. Well, it happened like four times in one weekend or something yeah. like that, and they're like, well. <laughs> we should change this a little oh bit. Oh my! That was God. Mark Webber's like yeah, really bad yeah, crash, yeah. right? And if yeah. if you have not seen videos of of those crashes, it's literally uh, Le Mans, which is a super famous track and a very 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 fast part of the, the fastest part of the track. It's like the ba- the main one the, of the main straights. The main straights of the track. Uh, it's kind of bumpy. Um, they're doing. They, like, they come over a crest. Yeah, they're doing they, like they, two hundred. Yeah, there's several hundred miles an hour, and they hit this part of the track, and the car literally just lifts four wheels off the off the track like it's an airplane. Yeah, and just well, starts like do, it. and starts doing backflips. Like, I mean, set the pitch of your wing. Yeah, you know, more so to to actually create drag and whatnot versus Something. lift. And then, I think it's it's because the car had such a, a perfect flat bottom. If yeah. it got if the nose lifted just a little bit, all it just, that air just yep. turns into an airplane. Yeah, it's already too late. Yeah, and it's. I mean, you can't really you can't bad. hit the brakes. You can't lift. You're already off the ground. Yeah. <laughs> you just yeah, clinch your butt. Yeah. 
They are terrifying looking crashes, but yeah. I don't think anybody was really like seriously hurt. Mark Webber just... walked away from it because yeah. I mean I think I think when it lifts up and it's flipping through the air like that, most of the speed is scrubbed off. Yeah, so yeah. By yeah. the time it lands, it's I mean it's not good, but sure. it's not sure. horrible. It's never good when you're 40 feet in the air upside down in a race car. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like 160 miles an hour. Like that freaking what was it? A BMW at Hyperfest that went into the woods? I still don't know what that was. And or was it we a BMW definitely or a Subaru? We Subaru. definitely don't have pictures of it coming out of the trees no uh, not at, at all, all. Gotcha. No, nobody we know has pictures of it because uh, <laughs> it allegedly didn't happen <laughs> gotcha so but, I mean that, I don't yeah. know why they would cover like like try to keep that hush right. I, mean, I have seen multiple cars yeah. get pulled out of the it woods happens. at DIR that, that Geo Metro that hyperfast it was a pretty good weekend other than other than the heat <laughs> yeah Yes. Yeah. We'll have a pop-up camper next time, hopefully. Hyperfast? Yeah. No, no, they're talking about last Are you week. getting it that soon? All right. Before Hyperfest next oh, year, hopefully. Okay. Yeah. Not before uh, Dominion. Okay. No. Speak random about tow vehicles. There's okay. a 09 or 05 Tundra for sale up the street. Mm-hmm. It's like 10 grand. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Four wheel drive V eight, hundred and eighty thousand miles. Yeah, it's like wow. literally the perfect tow vehicle. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Got tow hitches on the front and the back. Nice. All right. Nice. Uh so speaking of daily drivers. Okay. Uh um, mm, yes. I so I got as I said earlier, I got a new job. Uh with that new job came a new service vehicle. We're sitting in the driveway right now. It's a twenty twelve RAV four. Beast. Not bad. Nice. It's fine. It's a car, you know. Yeah. Uh, it's a it's a car. That that is the best that I can say. I mean, it's, it, it's not special in any way, shape, or form. Um, it's a four cylinder. As long it's, as it's, it's reliable and comfortable. It's a four cylinder, and it, I, you know, I, I spent six hours in it on Tuesday, and uh, you didn't want to die when you I didn't want to die. I drove it back from Cincinnati, and it was fine. I mean, you know, it's no. Uh, there is no seat. That I've ever sat in that it is as comfortable as the GTI seat. Yeah, it just doesn't exist as far as I'm concerned. But <laughs> Volvo seats, new new Volvos have my, awesome my, seats. I do not enjoy my mother's Volvo oh, really? at all. Nope, that's not a even a little bit. Anyways, I can't get past the crayon smell in Volvos. The crayon smell like crayons. I, I, they all do smell weird, I don't, don't think they? <laughs> Volvo thing is, it's, a lot of them are German cars too. Really, older um, Volkswagens had a lot of crayons. For sure. You get it from her E39 a bit too, and it's the the sealant that they use inside the door, mm. um, the door panels. Okay. That smells like they hold the like plastic on and all that kind of stuff. Okay. Yeah. Do they not use Beetle like everybody else? It's Germany. They use I'm special sh- okay. tape. Okay. My bad. <laughs> You're right. Special tape. They use modified schnitzel that <laughs> yeah. comes out of, out of an applicator. <laughs> now I want some cafe rustic. Oh, oh no. <laughs> so. Anyways, I was uh, like a couple days ago, or not days ago, excuse me, a couple days into into driving the vehicle. Because last time I went to Cincinnati, which was a week ago now, um, I flew out and then drove that back. Um, and after driving around there for a couple days, I was out to lunch with a couple coworkers, and the service manager looked at me and said, "Oh, so how how are you liking Rav Four? And I was like. Eh, it's an appliance, <laughs> and you'd have thought I shot his dog. Oh really? my god! He, he like he's not a car guy, so he didn't understand. But like, and he he, he like looked at me all concerned. He's like, "What are you, what are you talking about?" And I was like, "Well, it like, it's, it's a, a car. Like, it doesn't evoke 
any emotion yeah. or passion or anything at all. It's not inspiring to draw. It's not. There's nothing. Yeah. To, it's just. It's just an appliance. I appreciate it. I'm gonna take care of it. You know. It, I. I definitely enjoy having it, but. Yeah, it, it's you're a car. Gonna, like I'm not gonna take it down any back road. That's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like I, I just, and luckily the owner is kind of a car guy, so he would get it. If it's not, I'm not worried about like you know him be, them being pissed at me or whatever. But yeah. it was just like this really funny interaction I had with like this guy just did not understand what I was talking about. <laughs> yeah, it's just just in a it's a washing machine. You know, I mean, I don't yeah. don't think about it until it breaks. You know? Yeah, it's like I feel like a Rav Four is one of those vehicles that. When you say Toyota Rav Four, you automatically have an idea in your head because that's what they all look like in their own silver. It's that one. Like that. Yeah, yeah I, think, exactly I think right. of like a first gen half convertible two door, like the one Bobby manual Rav Four, which yeah. are the weirdest things uh, ever. No, I think about that that pile right out there, <laughs> or the V Six version of that, which mm-hmm. at the time is the fastest car Toyota made. Mm-hmm. I told people that. Yep. at the company and it blew yep. their minds it's the, all, it's the all-wheel drive it's like an all-wheel drive camry yeah so it can accelerate off the line faster come come bring it out to dominion and me and my class. <laughs> i don't think i can i don't think i can do that <laughs> that's the company approved <laughs> Better yet, I'll expense the entire thing. <laughs> Just put a farm use tag on it. <laughs> That's what Clay has on his 86. I think he has a farm use tag on his 86. Yeah, he does. It's really funny. Do you do you daily the uh, the CRV? Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, I yeah, thought you did. I didn't know if you had. A it's a death campus. box right now. Yeah. It doesn't have AC. Oh god. Oh, it is oh, oh, Kill oh, me god. now. The S2000 doesn't have it either. So. Oh. I, just, I just need to get charged. Yeah. Hers, hers won't have it once the Del Sol's back up. Yeah, yeah. So. hold everything. Yeah. Liter- literally won't do it. My yeah. my first Miata didn't have AC, and then he and I drove back from Pennsylvania one day in the middle of July, August. It, it was uh, August. Weather. It was like early uh, August. It was like 110. It was really bad. It was so hot. I could... It was... I was so miserable. I fell asleep in the car with my arm out the window and mm-hmm. got sunburned all the time. Oh, no. Uh, yeah. The CRV is fine if you're going 40 miles an hour. If there's any traffic uh, sitting at a freaking drive through because I'm lazy, uh, <laughs> then I'll just, like, die there pretty much. But, yeah, daily it. I'll nut and bolt check it before an event. Do oil change. Nice. You know, check it over and, and send it. What oil do you run? Uh... It calls for 5W20, but I run 10W30 mm-hmm. uh, GTX Castrol. Yep. Yeah, just conventional. I was running uh, 1040 or 540 Castrol GTX mm-hmm. in the Corolla, but I think they stopped making it in that weight. Ooh. But I've heard of a lot of people running the Shell Rotella, yeah. which is like diesel oil. Apparently that's Think, fine. Don't a lot of like super people are on Shell Rotel. Yeah, yeah. but it, it's, it has like a ton really of diesel like it, detergents but... and stuff in it. Mm. But apparently it's it's cheap and it's good. I love Castrol. Castrol's the stuff. I like both of those things. Yeah. Tell me about your Instagram right now, Kate. It's a picture of a of a hub from the oh. inside of a vehicle. Oh man! <laughs> like, oh, man. We were talking about that this morning. It's a 97 EK Civic hatchback. We, um, we. we Adam oh, and I. Yeah, it, was, it was Kate's 
car that we were going to build before we got the Del Sol. Okay. And then wow. we deemed it way too big of a project gotcha. and we bought the Del Sol. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So I just have it. It's, uh, we towed it to a body shop because we were prepared to spend the money to get the framework hair done and, you know, paint it fresh so that I could make it totally my own. Mm -hmm. And it got some severe damage uh, at this body shop, apparently, or something somewhere along the lines. Yeah. Something bad happened. And oh man, I mean, those, that style really needs to have an axle in it, like, so mm. that it doesn't fall out. And unfortunately, it hasn't had an axle in it uh, since we pulled the engine and trans. Yeah, you have so, to have the, the axle and the nut to keep the bearing together. Yep, so that explains a lot of it. But uh, that bearing is just wobbling around in there a <laughs> whole lot. Yeah. That was a man. That's I, I, that story opened and I was like, oh, they're doing suspended. Oh my God. What is that? Yeah, I was really concerned. I was like, is, I was like, is that one of their cars? Yeah. yeah. No. She was like, I don't we were jacking it up and we saw it move a little bit and we kind of looked at each other and we were like, that's did, not right. Did you see that too? And we jacked it up and it fell more. We <laughs> kind of kicked it a little bit and it went, oh, I was like, I'm pretty sure this thing's going to fall off while I'm taking the wheel yeah. off. <laughs> God. Yeah. When I had to, I had to tow, when I did the engine rebuild on the MR2 years back, I had to tow it from my parents' house to Billy's house to put the engine back in. Mm -hmm. And obviously with no axles in it, the bearings are going to come apart in the back. So I like literally found washers and bolts and stuff <laughs> and just like smushed them yes. together to hold, smart. <clears throat> hold the bearings together while smart. I did it. Absolutely smart. Yeah. yeah I, I saw that and I was like, oh my God. And, and um, I was like, I, I hope that's not one of her, one of her cars. <laughs> and she's like, no, it's not the CRV because he's got blue wheels. Yeah. Yeah. I did and, literally the exact same thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I was like, I think Kate's car had. Yeah. Let's go down the list of all the like, cars oh, yeah. that we own yeah. and that could possibly be broken. <laughs> okay. so, I didn't, I didn't know if it was like a customer's car or like, you, one, yeah. you know, something happened at the track, you know, or something. I had no idea. I was just like, what is happening in this? That's word? almost how bad Adam Sarando's rear wheel bearing was oh, really on his Kia. We, we jacked it up and the whole wheel had a They've solid... They've been just driving. Yeah. I mean, he knew it was bad, so he had ordered bearings, but we jacked it up and the thing, you could literally move it like a solid 20 degrees. Oh my like, gosh. it was a ton of play. Wow. It was real bad. Yeah. Yeah. I've had this car for sale for a long time. We really wanted to just get our money back, but now I'm, I really just resent it. I'm tired of looking at it. Uh, Every, we, we went to go meet some guy one time, waited 45 minutes for him, never showed yeah, up. Yeah, I'm, I'm literally asking $200, and I've just been getting dicked around a lot for a $200 like car. Yep, and uh, the price of metal is really down right now, so I know I'm not going to you know, get much for it. So I'm thinking I may part it out a little bit and mm. then send it to RVA Rage Room and oh. let some people take a sledgehammer to it cool. for just That's the ultimate send off where, where middle that? finger. Somewhere in Richmond, right? Yeah, I think they're like downtown, yeah. like okay. a Scott's Edition sort of thing. Have you ever done that? Not, yeah. not I Rage haven't. Room, but... I'm hoping that maybe I could get like some free tickets out of it if I get oh, I'm sure they like... give you some free tickets if you don't. <laughs> Wait until you get like your B series swap in and everything like is good and do your first test drive and then drive it to Rage Room and then just beat the <laughs> crap out of your old car. Break all the glass. Yeah. <laughs> so when I was at WyoTech, there was uh, some charity came through with. I don't even some old Cadillac from the '80s or something like that, and it was it was a dollar a swing, 
Nice. They'd give, what? They'd give you, they'd give you a, that's a, a quick. That's yeah. fun. And there was probably like 600 people out there that afternoon. <laughs> Somebody like, made so much goddamn. <laughs> and I mean, and there were like three hammers. So it was just like, here's, here's some cat. And I, oh. I gave him a 10. Yeah. I just went out there and just like, we, cause a, a, a bunch of us got, um, like got together and we're like, we're going to, we're going to break the bumper off. Like that's gonna be our thing, right? So we're gonna all go and spend ten dollars hitting the exact same spot. <laughs> <laughs> that son of a bitch did not move an inch. Twenty bolt We could not break that thing. Old cars were made to last, right? man. Those things were tanks. Yeah. But a couple other guys did the same thing, and they they went around the car collapsing all of the pillars, mm-hmm. and then uh, and then smushed the roof. Yeah, down. try try. And then eventually somebody got on the roof and like started jumping up and down <laughs> and smushed the whole thing down. It was fantastic. That's awesome. But that I, is I just, really cool. I don't know that I've ever had more fun in my entire That's life than just swinging a sledgehammer at a at a car. It's oh yeah. Amazing. I hope you were wearing gloves because I feel like that. Yeah was- yeah yeah. They, they had <laughs> yeah. They had, like, <laughs> they had like the yellow leather like work gloves or whatever you nice. use. But uh, man, where was this? That was when I was in school. That's when I was at Wyatech, they just like. It was like a charity event. You yeah. just like put a tarp down, threw this like probably you know scrap car on top of it, and we're like, yeah, taking money for swings. It's great. Oh, it's yeah. fantastic. There's videos somewhere of like a bunch of dudes dancing on top of the car. Mm-hmm. It was nice. fun though. It was a lot of fun. I I that was it was amazing. I guess the money from that year pays for the car for the next year. <laughs> probably. <laughs> yeah. Probably. I think uh, that pretty much is a good episode right there. Um, anybody want to go around and plug your Instagrams or whatever you want to plug? What you got, Corey? Uh, again, c.crehan on Instagram for uh, pictures of good food and ripped pants. <laughs> I think I, I think I blew out a pair in Cincinnati last time I was there. Did you snap it? Uh, uh, did I miss <laughs> No, no, it was a pair of boxers. Oh, a pair of boxers had yeah, like had like a gigantic <laughs> hole. Like I pulled them out of the I pulled them out of the um, like the suitcase and there was a gigantic hole and I was like. Let's go for it. Just right in the trash can. <laughs> One giant moth flies out of your suitcase and you Yeah, at uh, RayCV under slash underscore uh, EJ8. Um, I try and post stuff. Sometimes I get lazy, but typically uh, any information about Dominion, Summit Point, NC Car, all that kind of stuff, good events, uh, try, and, try and get out there. My Instagram is my name, Kate Veers. Um, I've been posting a lot of my little Del Sol lately. I've dubbed it the Frankenstein Unicorn. Yeah. <laughs> that, that was a huge draw to the car. It's It really is a unicorn. There is no other car like it. And yeah. uh, you're not going to find something like that around here. So that's pretty cool. So yeah, follow me for Del Sol and dog pics. Yeah. <laughs> I guess I'm agent underscore M Gwen. Yeah, mine is uh, S-N-G-U-Y-E-N. That's it. It's, it's kind of funny. It's just ask when, but I've, I've had, I, I got an Instagram account right when it started. So that's why it was so, so simple. Yeah. And <laughs> there's so many S wins out there that I get tagged in so much bullshit <laughs> that people don't realize it's me. I'm sure this is him. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's only like 40 million of you out there. <laughs> surprisingly enough, there's a ton of Asians that are named Mickey, and now that I don't have yeah. a 
very uncommon German name, last name anymore. There's a lot of Mickey Gwens. <laughs> that That's surprising. Little Vietnamese women. That's yeah. cool. We uh, our, our Instagrams are kind of boring. Kid suburban car. parent life, <laughs> to be honest. The, the occasional car. The cutest kid, though. Yes. Yeah, he's oh, man, he's a sweetie. Uh, you can find my stuff. I'm uh, at the Daily Downshift. I uh, can check out my blog if you want like more in-depth build stuff at the Daily Downshift.blogspot.com. And this podcast has an email at Beer and Backfire. I think at yeah. gmail.com. Beer and Backfire. Beer and Backfire. Gmail.com. Uh, shoot us an email. and We'll talk about it on there. We uh, we also have a Facebook page. Oh under, yeah. Under the same name. Follow us. Comment. Yeah. Tell share us some stuff. stuff you want to hear us. Yeah, right. about. We usually I usually post you know right before we're gonna record or a couple hours before we're gonna record and uh, we'd love to uh, hear some suggestions. Yeah. All right. Have a good night. Bye.